Exactly. Yeah, and also I'm not. I'm never precious with, with uh, you know, with my words. The written, the, what's on the script, unless it's a, unless it's an, it's um, exposition that I have to get across to the yeah. audience, or perhaps sometimes or you know, I've written a line that I really love, and I'm like, you better stick to that you line. <laughs> Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by TexasRealFood.com. Find out more at the end of this episode. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Let's jump in. Our guest today is Sean Baker. He's a filmmaker who has a new film out called Red Rocket. It will be releasing here uh, in December. Um, it starts limited in LA and New York and then will be wide release as it goes through December. So you, hopefully by Christmas it should be out uh, and you should be able to see it. Um, it's a phenomenal film. It stars Simon Rex. Remember him from MTV back in the day, the scary movie movies? Okay, look, it's so good. I got a screener of the film. I was able to watch it. It's hilarious. It's touching. Um, it's a great film. Look, the filmmaker, Sean, Sean Baker, he uh, made a movie called Tangerine, The Florida Project. Uh, Tangerine was famously shot all on iPhone. Um, he talks about Red Rocket, how that was shot. We talked about the film, Why Texas, um, what he came away with shooting in Texas, why he loves Texas, um, using non-actors, a lot of local people that had never acted before. Um, and you can just tell in the film, people just feel very real. You know, it, it just like, they feel very real. You're just almost, everyone was just like, dude, where did you, you know, where did he find these people? Everyone just fit their character so well. It's beautifully acted. Simon Rex, they're even talking about Academy Award maybe, who knows. Um, so, uh, you know, again, really great film. Look for it out in theaters called Red Rocket starring Simon Rex. And we were able to get a nice one-on-one uh, -on -one with uh, Sean Baker. It's unbelievable. Great conversation. Really enjoyed talking with him. And uh, really look forward to his more of his films. Um, just getting to know his process and how he works. And he's just open to the art. Um, we need to support more filmmakers like this. Um, you know, he's not a Texan. But I think, you know, we officially deputized him at the end there um, of, the, of the interview. Because, look, he came to Texas, fell in love with a city there, Texas City, outside of Galveston there, and you know, made a film about it. He's a Texan. Come on, let's let him in the club. I wasn't born here, okay? I just lived here most of my life. Anyway, let's get to the interview, y'all. Before we do, quick word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food. Be right back. Hi, I'm here to tell you about TexasRealFood.com. It's a great website where you can find local farm fresh food in Texas. Just enter your zip code, okay? It'll bring up Texas farms and ranches, farmers markets, farm to table restaurants, and more that are around you. It's really easy to use. Also, if you think there's a business that should be on the list that isn't on there, let us know, we'll get them added. As well as being able to enter your zip code and find all the great places around you, we also have great recipes, cooking techniques. You can learn about food and Texas food specifically. 
um, and local food events that are happening in Texas. So it's a great website aside from that. And it also features, of course, the Lone Star Plate podcast that it produces. Um, We've also got some other features as well, like Food for Thought, Fresh from the Kitchen, Tasting Texas, the Texas Mom Blog, Real Food, Promptuary, a lot of great resources about Texas, all things Texas, focusing on Texas farmers and ranches and, you know, real food, y'all. Okay, so anyway, please go to TexasRealFood.com right now and begin your Texas journey for great food. All right, back to the show. All right, y'all, thank you so much for sticking with us. Before we get to the interview, a quick little word about our social media. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and our new TikTok account. Just search The Lone Star Plate. You'll find us. Please follow us, like us, share us. Get down and dirty with us. Do it. Let's do it. Uh, And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and also the notification bell to be notified of all the great videos we put out every week because we break down every episode into clips. And check our back catalog of of episodes, guys. We've done almost 200 episodes of podcasts. There's all kinds of great Texans and people about Texas and this and that. All things Texas, okay? Your favorite musician, actor, actor authors, poets, chopper makers. I'm trying to go through my congressmen, Olympic athletes. Oh my God, I could go down the line, y'all. All kinds of wonderful people, um, activists. You know, again, it's, it's an incredible, honestly, catalog of episodes put together. Anyway, let's get to this episode, y'all. All right, let's jump to it. Again, Sean Baker with the film Red Rocket. We'll put a link in the description. Check it out. And, uh, Find out more about it. No spoilers, so this will just get you pumped up about the film. Sean Baker, Red Rocket. The film is about a porn star who moves back home to sort his life out. Starring Simon Rex. Sean Baker. Enjoy. Hello. Hey, Sean. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, man. I know you got a lot going on, so I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you for covering the film. Oh, absolutely. I, I watched a man last night. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. I laughed my ass off. I'm a Texan. So like, it was so good, man. Like well, that really means got... a lot. I always am nervous when I'm hearing from Texans, but, uh, <laughs> so far the response has been good. So that's great. No, you got Texas life. That's one of my questions. Like you're not from Texas. Like, how did you get Texas life? Like perfect. <laughs> You know, I, I, um, it's very, authenticity is important to me, very important to me. And the opinions of those from the area that, you know, uh, my films are focused on, those opinions mean more than anything. Mean, they mean more than a critic's opinion, means more than general audience's opinions. I mean, I really want the, uh, the people from an area that I'm focusing on to say, okay, he didn't, he, he did it, he, he did it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he got it. And, you know, and often it comes down to collaboration, you know, it really does. And time spent um, in this case with, um, with red rocket, I was uh, it was a little more of a sped up process. You know, we had a low budget and shooting during COVID and plus I had pivoted from another film that, 
couldn't be made during a pandemic. So uh, the whole like development was a little bit faster than normal, yeah. but we met incredible people. A lot of people who actually wound up being in the film who really, who, 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 uh, who really helped us on a consulting level, like, you know, telling us, you know, what was right, what was wrong, bringing slang to the table, yeah. um, telling, <laughs> telling us what they wanted to see in representation. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Um, as well as like, you know, it, it seemed like some of the people were not really typically actors. Is that the case? You used well, like local people? Yeah. Essentially everybody except for our three leads um, were, are all from Texas uh, and they're all first timers. They're wow. all first timers. People that I just found through chance, serendipity. Um, wow. I'll give oh, you an really. example. Uh, yeah. you know, Brittany Rodriguez, who plays June in the film, you know, she's actually from the Port Arthur area, which, you know, is a, is about an hour north of Texas city. But, um, you know, she, uh, she jumped right on board, you know, we had to, <laughs> she fit the role of June. And when we talked with her, she said, Hey, I'm an artist myself. This sounds right up my alley. When do we start? And wow. she came on board and just kicked butt i'd say she kicked oh. butt so much so that i was like fleshing out her character more at night writing additional scenes wow and she was incredible like i can see her and ethan darbone who plays lonnie in the film who's also from the port arthur area both of them being on set of a hollywood production tomorrow and blending right in they are there wow. they're ready to go their professionalism their skill everything they sold it. I mean, everyone sold it, really. You just felt like you were in there. I mean, it felt almost documentary style in some way, <laughs> you know, just be, just it was just so it was just so perfect. Um, that's incredible that's to get to get, uh, you know, performances like that out of people who, uh, you know, what do you do with the cameras? Is, that, is it getting them over the camera? Is it your rehearsal process? What is your process that makes that comfortable for them? Well, it doesn't work with everyone. You have to find people you're when I street cast, I'm initially attracted to them because of their persona or yeah. their whatever that it factor is. They have yeah. that. You can see that person on screen for two hours and you would sure. want to see that person on screen for two hours. So there's that. But then you have to obviously after the pitch, you have to like get to know them and you have to have this enthusiasm return to you. If they have the enthusiasm, then that's like step two that then you know you're you at least have somebody who would be dedicated and motivated and then step three is really what how talented they are and i've been so incredibly lucky to have found first timers throughout my career who have the gift of you know of, of not only of acting but like of of comedic improvisation which i consider a genius like i was asking Brittany and ethan to to improvise sometimes oh, wow. my script and they were they were bringing some of the best lines of the film to the table. So, and I, and, and so everybody's an individual, everybody has to be treated a little bit differently. Everybody has different levels of comfort, you know, the comfort levels, but uh, my wife, Samantha Kwan, who is also one of the producers on the film, she's an acting coach. So she spends a lot of time with first timers, getting that, putting them at ease, getting them to just, just to be comfortable and, and, uh, and not afraid of trying things, never being, you know, they, they, what's incredible is that they're often they're never embarrassed they just want to like just try different things and i think it's, wow. it's samantha working with them to get them to that place yeah yeah absolutely that would have to be a hurdle right just something again they're not they're probably used to making their friends laugh their family laugh so they're used to that sort of that trigger and going with it i mean 
I'm a Texan. I know a lot of characters here, so like I get that. Like I meet people all the time. I know tons of people. I just think, oh, they would be so perfect. Uh, right. Movie. Yeah, right. As a character, uh, you know, finding yeah. those people and putting them—that—that's amazing. Um, Especially because today Hollywood is just—if you think about the leading men and leading women—I mean, they're all like buffed out. I mean, we sure. are in, a, in an age where everybody <laughs> seems like you know. I, pumped up on uh steroids and and yeah. every, you know it's just an unreal right? unreal <laughs> yeah and so i miss the character actors of the 70s quite honestly i miss the faces that aren't perfect i miss the you know the yeah just just the everyday people and for, we're not seeing enough of that in film and tv at least u.s film and tv anymore sure. No, I love that. I, I absolutely. I mean, it's just what fits the role perfect, right? Just what fits the story, what fits the role. It goes with it. It's it's perfect. Um, again, it, it for your film, it just drops you right into the mix of it. Um, you know, my expectations, I didn't really have any, to be honest with you. Your other films are almost the same way. So it's dropping you into this environment and you soaking it in and not forcing it. You're just like, letting it happen and it just seems so real the interactions i think it's really your attention to the details it's the small little things i think that really clicks and you can tell when someone's from somewhere too so that sells it if you're using and i think local the other people. thing well thank you for all those kind words i truly truly appreciate it i think the other thing that i've started to I, we started to do my co-screenwriter and i we decided to do this about four films back we said if if we're going to if we're going to um introduce the audience to some slang or perhaps a really you know detailed little um or like a little detail that has to do with um the area like a local detail we're not going to define it we're not going to actually explain it it's yeah. it's up to the audience hopefully the audience is engaged enough where they actually will want to you know go home and then google about it yeah. you know like <laughs> like you know um so for example the um hubcaps the cone hubcaps that are very, very Houston centric. Yeah. You know, this was something that it was just like, we, we realized that this was something of the area. And so we worked it in and we're, we don't really have to explain it. It's just, totally. it's there. And it's saying it's, it's giving the audience uh, a little bit more of that, that detail to pull them in. I think if you, if you don't notice it, it goes with the story, right? You just, it's part of it. And if you do yeah. notice it, it's an extra, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right. It's an extra man. Now that's so that's so smart. Um, you know, so I guess you just worked your way, you know, up to this point through every film, getting more and more with that. Um, I think yeah. that's, it, or, it becomes it, a character it, in the film. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and locations be, can become characters. Yeah. I think my favorite films, you know, uh, I look back at my favorite films and I realize that they all have very strong senses of place, you know, yeah. Yeah, uh, and visual visual locations, visual uh, backdrops. And well, hey, Texas City, my gosh, when I rolled into Texas City, it felt like I was on a refinery planet, number one, like everywhere I looked, 360 degrees yeah. was the twisted metal and, you know, pipes and steam and flame. And so it was, that was very visceral. That was just, that's eye candy, you know? Uh, but then also getting to know the area, getting to understand the area and the history of the area. And there's a, a very sad and dark history of the area too. I think you probably have heard about the explosion in 1947 that killed 
581 people and then you know the the hurricane next door and in, in yes. Galveston. Yep, so, yep, you know, yep. there was in and in, in, in more things that just added up to this, to this thing that told me that this location would complement the themes that we were tackling, such as such as history. So, um, wow. so it just wound up being the perfect place. And I'm so glad that we we took our time because we this is a really big I, know I was going to ask. No, no. Yeah, okay. yeah. We drove to Corpus Christi and I actually fell in love with Corpus Christi. I was about to shoot there, but we said, let's do our due diligence. Let's, let's go North. And we drove North up the coast, falling in love with every refinery city as we came, went, drove through them. But it was really Texas city that spoke to us. And, wow. um, and ultimately I'm just, I'm so glad we found it. Corpus Christi would have been a great choice too. You, you would have. Uh, Maybe the next film. It would have been a great, yeah. So, okay, so te was Texas always the idea or you Texas, went to other states and with this story? It was between Ohio and Texas, and I'll tell you why. If you Google where do adult film performers come from, the top three states happen to be Ohio, uh, Texas, and Florida. And I already made a Florida <laughs> film. No. <laughs> no, but then also, you know, that was one of the reasons. There's many reasons. I also wanted to set it against the oil and gas industry. Um, I, you know, uh, and 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 then I started doing my my research online and really understanding Refinery Row and and wanting to uh, and wanting to learn more about it. So that initial trip that we did really just was like a was like quite an education and um, and um, stuck and with really you, just it? cemented the fact that we needed to shoot against that backdrop. Yeah. No, that's awesome. No, it's it's beautiful. You did a great job with showing that. Um, that sort of lifestyle and you know what it is like to live there you know you really did show that especially his scenes riding on the bike going around town uh, it just really at the same time it shows about his character but also just the place itself it just showed it really you know yeah it was done great oh, thank um, you. and and simon rex um as an actor you know haven't seen him in too too many things lately um i've always loved him though to be honest with you i sort of grew up on, on watching him on MTV for sure. Yep. Um, absolutely, without a doubt. I'm curious how he, you know, came into the picture. Well, like you, I was always saying the same thing. Like he's, he's always entertained me. It's yeah. like, I've been my, I, I'm about, we're about the same age. So I remember him from MTV raps, then him resurfacing with scary movie, scary movie, doing yep. his uh, yep. dirt nasty thing. And yeah. Then, yeah. And like <laughs> again and again, he, he entertained me. He, yeah consistently entertained me and i always wondered why the uh, uh the industry they why the industry didn't give him media roles more dramatic roles because i could see i could see that he had potential and and the ability to do that and then social media rolled around and on vine remember that app that yeah. is no longer around yeah <laughs> but six seconds yeah. of video and he he got in with like the big viners like king batch and britney furlon and he was showing up on a lot of their videos and, and making me laugh every single time and i said at that point and that was right after Florida Project. And we were trying to figure out what was next. And I remember texting one of my producers saying, and if we make this film Red Rocket, it's going to be this guy. And I sent one of Simon's Vine videos to my producers and they laughed and were like, okay, brilliant. Great. Wow. Um, that sounds cool. So, but then it sat on the back burner for five years. So he didn't even know that we were thinking about him for about <laughs> five years. Then we pivoted off this other project, got into Red Rocket and I reached out to him. And he said, 
Dude, I'm just sitting up in Joshua Tree, not doing anything right now, especially because it's COVID. So look, I'll be in the car. When do you, where and when do you need me? And he he wound up wow. in Galveston three days later with like a lot of his monologues already memorized. It was so impressive. And then wow. he just continuously impressed me every single day. He he was great with he was he was such a trooper. This is an independent film, like really independent. He was like we were eating pizza all the time. He was driving himself to set. It was, you know, it was one of those. So he was a trooper and really like he was carrying equipment with, I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was pretty wonderful. Altogether, the guy is a really great human being who also happens to be incredibly talented and incredibly funny. And I can't wait to see where his career goes now. That's awesome. Yeah. This, this should definitely jumpstart, uh, you know, something for him for sure. Um, Absolutely. He's, he absolutely kills it in the film. I'm curious, does he have any, I know you, you, you know, you can't speak for him, but does he have any, uh, I'm sure you found out any sort of Texas experience himself as far as. Besides his touring, I don't think so. I mean, you know, he, he was, he was with dirt nasty. He toured yeah. all over the world. So I know he has a lot of Texas uh, stories, you know, um, but I don't know if there's any real, Connection. He fit the bill. I mean, he just, he really, he just fit like, he just did it so well. It's just such a good film, man. It really is. Uh, he just, <laughs> he's so good in it. I, you know, some of those monologues and stuff. Okay. You mentioned monologue. Did he, was there some improv on his part on some of this stuff? Cause he's like, well, with the, he's, improv, I mean, know. with the monologues, not as much just because in those monologues, they came, that came from, the guys, the, the Mike, the real Mikey Sabers that yeah. I knew and, and 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 kind of absorbed, and there was a lot of exposition to get out with those, and a lot of the get his sight that the Mikey Sabers psyche that I wanted to get out with those monologues, but of course Simon being an incredible, you know, uh, incredible at improv did, you know, he 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 uh, he definitely enhanced it a bit by you know adding in a little bit here and there. But then the rest of the film, when I would, sometimes I would encourage him like total improvisation, like some scenes where I just had to, everybody go to town. So ultimately, <laughs> if you if you compare script to final product, it's about an 80-20 thing where 20% actually is improv from our wonderful actors. And yeah, again, giving me some of my favorite lines in the film. I consider it a gift, you know. <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's yeah. so amazing to hear. Um, what what a great process. Um, you know, he he like the way he delivers a lot of the stuff, like especially the stuff he's saying in the car where he's riding with with uh, with Lonnie, right? When they're just driving around town, that stuff is. I mean, I gotta tell you, that was like it seems so real. <laughs> that, that that those are real conversations, like. That that guy's bragging about. I'll get you a hundred followers. Like yeah. you roll, you keep rolling with me. Everything he said, um, you know, ah, oh God was so good. He, well, he thank he, you. He, I, yeah. I felt when I was hanging out with these guys because I, you know, I got to know them because I was doing research on this on another film of mine. And I met this this this, this archetype um, in the adult film world, um, and they they have this term applied to them: suitcase pimp. Um, they don't, it doesn't, it doesn't apply to all men in the adult film industry, but yeah. there's definitely a type. And I, when I was hanging out with them, I, I, I felt like Lonnie in many ways, sitting there, <laughs> just being exhausted by yeah. that motor mouth of yeah. all the, this, 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 this <laughs> onslaught of, of crazy ideas. And so I would be exhausted by the end of the day. And so that's what I wanted Lonnie to be. I wanted him to be just like that. He was just 
he was getting it the way I was getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it played so well. It was great because uh, sometimes a lot of those are just like cut scenes or this or that. But it's just like you always found a way to put something in to every part of it, uh, which oh, I love. But it ju just as a you know viewer watching a film, uh, as far as that goes. Um, no, that that's great. Um, so okay, so I guess we talked a little bit about your directing style, as far as you're you're okay with the the actors going off script a little bit. Only I guess if this if the scene calls for it. Yeah. You know, you have the time, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and also I'm not I'm never precious with with uh, you know with my words, the written the, what's on the script, unless it's a unless it's an it's um, exposition that I have to get across to the yeah. audience or. Perhaps sometimes or, you know, I've written a line that I really love and I'm like, you better stick to that you line. <laughs> but besides that, I'm, I'm open because you know what? I mean, I'm also editing and, and I'm the editor of my films. And, I, wow. and, and so I find it to be like almost 50% of my directing when I'm in the editing room. My, this is literally where I'm sitting, by the way, when I'm editing, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, um, I, for me, it, it's a, it's just more choices and it makes it, it makes it fun. It makes it, it keeps it fresh. Like every day I know jumping into the next scene that, yeah, I will have my coverage of what I scripted, but then I'll have all these alt takes and stuff and, and a lot of stuff to play with. So it keeps it fresh. And I, and I really love that. Oh, that's awesome. What, what sort of cameras did y'all use on this film? Uh, oh yeah. We shot 16 millimeter film celluloid, real celluloid. Um, wow. An Aries R3, um, and uh, my wonderful cinematographer Drew Daniels, who actually spent some of his life uh, in Texas, um, he um, he shot films for Trey Schultz, who is also a, a Texan director, and um, he uh, he made a film called Waves. I don't know if okay. you've seen it, but no, uh, that's I. why I I really fell in love with uh, Drew's cinematography, and I I said, hey, look, I want to shoot on sixteen can we do this? And he said, yeah, man, I've been wanting to. And he was so fast. He was wow. fast on, he was so fast on film. Normally they say, Oh, film is going to slow you down. And no, 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 no. This was just as fast as any digital shoot. And it gives you that wonderful, you know, uh, organic quality of celluloid that you just cannot, you cannot achieve with digital, no matter what anyone says. I, I, and it, and also my, my film really has that like, uh, it, it, it is, it does capture that. Um, I wanted it to capture the organic qualities of the landscape. And so, so shooting on film just felt right. It has the grain, it has the gate weave, it has a, the flicker a little bit, you know, and yet it still feels, it still feels like a polished film. So, yeah. Yeah. It also yeah. like sort of um, distorts the time period a little bit. That's true. Th Texas feels a little, you know, it kind of the movie it was a little, not that it was a little hard to tell, you know, not good or bad. I'm just saying, what year is this? You right. know, you're kind of wondering what you I think that adds to it as well. Like, it, I don't know that I like that, too. I kind of like and Texas is that way, too. You go to some towns, they're stamped from, you know, years back and they're not changing and and it's, it's mixed, a, right it's a and then you're okay with it you I know, totally it's, like, it's a film that was shot in 2020 yeah. takes place in 2016 that looks like it was shot in 1974 <laughs> yeah. that's how i like this <laughs> that's perfect that's yeah. the perfect that's perfect uh, 
Uh, okay, well, just to sort of wrap us up, Sean, like, what, what is your, you know, you did this about Texas, which thank you for any film about Texas and promoting Texas, I'm all about. So um, what, what is your, what did you come away with, like, what's your favorite thing you love about Texas now after shooting this and spending so much time in Texas? I actually, I, I fell in love with Texas, you know, and I fell in love with the people in, in Texas. Um, the people that we worked with, they were so welcoming, so open. Uh, and, and on top of that, I, I actually really fell in love with Galveston. I have to say Galveston was so beautiful. interesting and it has yeah. those beautiful Gothic mansions that have, I, I just want to return and explore, you know? Um, and, uh, and, but altogether, altogether, I just found Texas to be, you know, just, a. a I, I just, again, it, was, it comes down to the people. It really comes down to the people. I found, I felt a warmth and, and a love you know, for the state and which was really special. And, and I, and I, and I really appreciated that. So I want to actually thank Texas. I want to thank Texas for allowing us to come in and, and, um, and, uh, and being such like a great place to, to make this film. No, oh, that's awesome. I mean, a lot of great films have been made here um, for sure. Right. Uh, it's, a, yeah. it's a great, great place to shoot. And I've of course always been, you know, familiar with Austin because of South by Southwest and the sure. filmmaking uh, community there. But I have to say, I was just there a few weeks ago, uh, showing the film at AFS and getting to sit down and have a dinner with Richard Linklater, which was a dream come true because wow. I consider him, you know, one of the most important, you know, independent filmmakers who have who has ever worked, and his work, his what he's done to inspire me and influence me. I mean, I can't, I, wow. I owe him so much. So wow. it's, it, it was, uh, that was an incredible experience. No, that's amazing. Yeah. He's an amazing, uh, director. Um, his films are amazing, uh, for yeah. sure. So it's great Texas, uh, great. A, a lot of, uh, great, uh, people come out of Texas, man. That's why we have this podcast. We're always anybody <laughs> focusing on Texas. You're kind of officially a Texan now. Oh, cool. I think, All right. I think we, we deputized you into this. Nice. I mean, you make a film about Texas. I think, you know, you deserve something here. You know what I mean? Uh, like, come on. That's uh, that you definitely. Uh, well, I definitely, we'll get um, I definitely <laughs> fell in love with Lone Star Beer and uh, I've, yet yeah. to, I've yet to eat at Luby's, though. I, uh, <laughs> yet to eat I know I have to do that to become a real Texan. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I, I'm a chef. I don't know. That, I, I avoid those plate. You know that that kind of food. Uh, if well, I I'm not commenting on whether the food is good or bad. I've but I the experience. Yeah. A Waffle House. I know they're everywhere, but that seems like a Whataburger. That'd be oh, a yeah. good one. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, where you guys were filming, I'm sure a lot of barbecue, um, Tex-Mex, or Mexican food. Uh, um, yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Texas City has a, a sort of a famous BBQ place that we actually have a shot of with uh, Mikey just biking yeah. by. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, barbecue is that. It's a big thing on the show here. We interview a lot of pitmasters here from Texas because uh, if you're if you're to us, Texas barbecue is w the world's barbecue. Like if you're number one in Texas, you're like number one in the world here. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that's true or not. I'm just saying that's what people, you know, consider it uh, here. So it's like a it's a religion, uh, to be honest with you. It's, it's oh yeah, uh, oh right. we uh, <laughs> we saw that we saw that, and we worked it into the film. I mean, we yeah. we have in Leandria's backyard. She has her own. 
I saw a little offset co- smoker. Trust me. Yeah, their I own no- smoker. Yeah. I notice all food stuff in any movies. That's the first thing I, I always, if they're doing it right, if some guy's just whisking in the background for no reason, I'm like, what's going on? That's not real. You know, I don't know why. Not that things need to be real in films to, yeah. to, to sell you on it, but, yeah. you know, you know how it is. Whatever you're, you know, that's what I focus on because that's my, where I come from, you know, the right. kitchen. So anyway. Right. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Sean, I, I really appreciate the time. The film's, uh, you know, absolutely phenomenal. People should absolutely check out this film. It's, it's honestly, it's incredible. I, I, I laughed all the way through. Oh, it's touching. So it's, it's a great portrayal of Texas. Honestly, people are gonna think you're from Texas. There's no way you didn't sell that. Honestly, <laughs> that, that's that means a lot. Thank you. And and eight, just so everybody knows, A24 is releasing the film in theaters in New York and Los Angeles this weekend, December 10th, but then it rolls out every weekend. It rolls out. So it will get to Texas. It will get there. I think by Christmas will be fully wide and, um, and yeah, hopefully you find it at your local theater. It's spreading like wildfire. I mean, it's, you know, it's all over social media. Everybody's talking about this film. You got to see it. You got to see it. It's amazing. So you know, best of luck to you, man. I'm, I'm so happy for you. And thanks so much. Uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal film. And, and again, thank you so much for the time, man. I know you had a, a lot going on and a great conversation. You really explained oh, a lot pleasure. of stuff uh, about the film. So thank you. Great. Great meeting you. Yes, All you right. as well. Thank you so much. Well, bye bye. Bye bye. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show, the end credits. This is everyone responsible for making the show happen. Executive producer, Sebastian Sauerborn. Podcast manager, Nevena Ponovich. Marketing manager, Caroline Grape. Video and audio editors, Danilo Vojnov and Pavel Sebastianovic. Thumbnail designer, Marco Vukovic. Social media manager, Ursa Rusman. Guest outreach, Corey Menciez. Designing image quotes, Jay Apuya. Social media videos, Labri Fernandez. Outreach support, Yonette Del Mundo. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.